What's up and welcome in to the Screecher Report podcast. This is Russell Kelly hosting this one along with Elliot Cressy. How you doing, man? Hey, not doing terrible. You're not doing terrible? I was doing more terrible, but now I'm not doing as terrible. Is that because the FGCU and Tennessee game ended? (laughs) Uh, Partially, the other part was because I was sick, so yes. I got you. Uh, Well, watching that game could have made you sick. So I totally understand that. Um, That's, you know, why we're here, what we're here to talk about. Um, I think real quick, just before we get into Tennessee, uh, this game that just ended for us here, um, let's give me just a brief snapshot of what you saw in person, FGCU Ave Maria, a couple nights ago. Um, obviously it was a dominant win. Uh, Zach Anderson looking like a boss, a bunch of guys probably looking like a boss. I think blaze Vespi got in there for a few points. Um, how, how did it look real quick? Yeah, you already said it. It was pretty, pretty dominant game. I think one of our more dominant outings against the classic Ave Maria team. Um, it was all positive. I mean, there's, it kind of just looked like a, a loose scrimmage between, just players that weren't as superior, to be honest. Uh, but, yeah, everyone looked good on their feet. You've already said it. Zach Anderson looked good. Um, Isaiah Thompson got going. I think everyone kind of had their their fair share of scoring, and, and defense wasn't a problem. It, it was expected, man. It was a blowout win that was needed for morale and, and just in general. Sure, and so just to – Fast track to today, tonight's game, FGCU took on the University of Tennessee Volunteers, uh, currently you know, projected as the 17th ranked team in the nation, and I think uh, so, the script was kind of flipped here. Real, real quick, um, I, kept saying, I kept seeing that they're calling themselves 17 like on our Twitter, but then on TV all night they're 22, so I don't know what they are. It's just different polls, I want to say. Yeah. Um, obviously us being the mid-major, we're going to talk them up like they're the number one team overall. So right. <laughs> that way if, if you were to win, it's like, look, we just knocked off the best team ever. Uh, or if you to lose, it's like, well, you know, it's obviously they're ranked. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much the only reason. But anyway, a ranked team, a notable team versus us. Uh, it was not a good game. Uh, I think just to... You know, I think the script was flipped a bit from what you're talking about with Ave Maria. You mentioned uh, just obviously more talent, um, players playing well, just better than the other team. It really looked like that tonight. I think that's my main takeaway right now is this FGCU team as as hot of a start with the, with the USC game to open up the season, a big upset, double-digit point victory. Uh, it's just kind of got us on this, all right, well, what the hell can happen now? kind of mindset and then you get sobered up a bit with San Diego um Ave Maria is Ave Maria and then you get kind of all right what is what's real you know at this point with, with a game like this a 31 point loss was 81 to 50 um against Tennessee in a game that they had control of for 95 percent of the game yeah I mean really Aside from Tennessee being probably really good, um, I mean, their defense was really good, but our offense was lacking, and you can also credit the defense for that. But, you know, we only shot 30% overall. Uh, one other thing to note before we, you know, 
start getting into player specifics, but our leading scorer did not have a single point. Uh, Chase Johnson had zero points. I don't think he had as much playing time as the prior games, but still something to note. Um, really, no one had an outstanding game. Uh, we only scored 50, which is pretty low. Um, but I think credit to uh, to Tennessee and their defense. They had also just got upset by Colorado a few games or not the games, but a few days prior. So I think they probably were out with a vengeance to uh, kind of reclaim their, um, what's the word, status. Yeah, no, I definitely think that too. As soon as I heard that they had been upset by Colorado, I was like, well, they're not taking us lightly. Um, and they and they definitely didn't. Um, it's just evident. And yeah, I think, you know, like I said, I think my main takeaway is, is I don't think we know what this FGCU team can be because it's like you didn't want to take too much from USC. You didn't want to take too much from a loss to San Diego. I don't know what to take from from a, a game like this. We didn't look ready. We looked outmatched. Didn't shoot well. Didn't everything was kind of discombobulated. And but then you zoom out a bit and it's again a ranked number twenty two, number seventeen, whatever the hell you want to call it. A really good solid ranked team with with dudes on the team. Um, so it's it's kind of hard to know how things are so you know we're going to get into specifics like we said but i think um this upcoming you know tournament the gulf coast showcase or whatever is going to be uh, a nice little grounding thing with a bunch of you know somewhat evenly matched teams other mid-major teams um to go against instead of you know your your uh what are they called um what's ave maria what are those teams called again uh, NAIA, yeah. It's not an NAIA team. It's not a high major power five team. It's just teams, right? The, the guys that we can really kind of see where we're at against. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, another thing to kind of remember is this is brand new coaching staff first year. I know we got giddy after the first win, but we still don't even know probably our go-to starters or like what roles everyone is truly supposed to be. You know, I'm sure the coaching staff and chambers are figuring out, okay, this guy's a, you know, pretty much a guaranteed start in the leader. And this guy needs to be here in this situation. Like tonight, Johnston with zero points, maybe he wasn't just, he wasn't the right role or player type for this kind of a uh, matchup. And we're still trying to figure all that out. So got a long way to go uh, in sorting that out. And, you know, I don't want to say non-conference doesn't matter. It always matters because it, it, it just does and it helps. But conference time, come conference time in, in late December, early January, that's when uh, we should hopefully start seeing everything molded together and, and firing on all cylinders. Definitely. Uh, I, I, I mean, that's it's not even a matter of agreeing. That's just what's true. Um, it, it's three real games, four total games into a new regime with a lot of new players, just like you were saying. Um, so who knows how this is going to look, you know, eventually. But uh, I think over these first four games, there's plenty to be positive about. There's plenty to be, like, iffy about, too. So it's just a matter of, of what ends up coming to light. But let's let's get into some of those player specifics. I want to lead off with something. Um, just a question for you here. Uh, is Zach Anderson the best player on the team? He has been, for sure, the most improved player on the team. And, uh, you know, 
minus Johnston's kind of goose egg tonight, uh, he's he's up there. I, you know, I've noticed it from the from the jump. So he's been really impressive, uh, all around versatile, and yeah, he's he's up there. Yeah, it, it's obviously, like you said, only a few games into this season so far. But right now, it's kind of hard to argue um, with those two, 1A and 1B. Um, because, obviously, Johnston's the scorer. Again, goose egg tonight. Hopefully, that's just an anomaly. It seems like it's got to be. But Anderson's just his offensive improvement so far. Um, and then, obviously, nobody really had a good game tonight. But leading the team against uh, a good Tennessee squad, uh, with 11 points, two blocks, five rebounds. Um, he's one of the only guys to keep his personal fouls at a respectable level. Um, his only blemish was he did have four turnovers, but that's another part of his development, though. He's, he's a guy who's bringing the ball up the court um, this season, which is something he he would uh, be one of the pieces to like be to press you know, in years past, but not, not a guy who's bringing the ball up the court. So uh, I, I think that's a legit question that we can ask, though. Is he the best player on the team? Because... Uh, in combination, you know, with his improved offense, he's still got that really good defensive presence, um, and you can't really you can't really overestimate the importance of a two way player like that. Just to interrupt you real quick um, before I don't know if you're changing topics, but yeah, he's averaging fourteen point three points, eight point three re- rebounds, and two point seven assists while shooting fifty four percent from the field through four games. So I mean. Yeah, and I don't know if that's including tonight or not, but that just mostly backs up, you know, the same stats. He, he had he had a decent game tonight. Yeah, 11, um, 11 points, five boards, and one assist, two blocks, one steal, four turnovers. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, that's the only blemish shot 50%. You can't really ask for much more except less turnovers. Right, you can't ask for much more in what ended up happening for, from a particular guy. Um so anybody else, I guess, tonight um, stand out to you and, you know, amongst the not-so-great performances? Um, you know, one thing that has been surprising to me this far a little bit was uh, the performance of Sam Onu. Um, he also hasn't played a lot, but, I, you know, I thought we were going to be getting pretty dominant big man, so it's... It's hard to say because we've also been very impressed with the presence and play of Andre Weir, who has also significantly improved from year to year. And uh, so it's just interesting to note, you know, we got a big transfer in Sam Ona from Memphis. He was highly regarded, highly recruited. Um, he looks great, has a great body, great size, but just haven't seen a lot of him yet. So that's a, kind of a question mark. Um, and then one more I'd like to touch on before giving back to you to close up. Um, Dakota Rivers didn't have a, a stunning game. I mean, nobody really did, but he still played pretty well against this Tennessee team. I mean, seven points, four rebounds, um, one steal, a couple big high-energy dunks. Um, I was impressed by his game. I would, I'd agree with that, especially, I mean, we, we turned the ball over 17 times tonight, and in the past, in years past, when we had a high turnover game, Rivers was usually a pretty big part of that. He had zero turnovers tonight. So really, again, I would say with his game, the only blemish he had was just he wasn't hitting his shots, really. Um, but, again, Tennessee's defense was smothering, um, especially on the perimeter. So him going one for five from three, if he hits 
one or two of those and goes, you know, three for five or something, that's turns into a, you know, 13 points uh, and probably some more minutes because he's, you know, hotter. So it's, I, I would agree. I, I think um, he's, he's, he's playing like a bit more like we, we thought and hoped that he would um, earlier in his career. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, it's a young season and it's, it's a long oh, season. So kind of what I was going back to earlier with figuring out our lineups and who's who, like, you know, for years past Cyrus Largy was kind of like the man to like get to the line slash, you know, start the momentum and, you know, he's been a little quiet this season, too. And I think part of that is figuring out that lineup. So we still have all this talent that um, I think is still being tweaked and, and worked on how they actually fit, you know, into the lineup. Because Cyrus goes from being a starter, basically, for two seasons to now it's like he might start. He might be a, a sixth man or, or bench guy tonight. And I think trying to figure all that out is, is the the mystery and the, the, the struggle, honestly, of the coaching staff. And like I said, you hope for that to be dialed in by, by January. Yeah, for sure. And there's like not a lot of home games in November, unfortunately. Um, but we do have that golf coast showcase coming up. So it's three guaranteed, uh, games at Hertz arena just down the road. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of a crash course when you have things like that. It's three straight days, three straight games where you can, work out some kinks and try to make some improvements. And, and I think that's uh, probably what the doctor ordered um, for this team right now. Just, just play basketball. Don't think just play basketball. Um, same thing with three games and three nights is you're going to have to play some guys more minutes than you normally would. So guys are going to get a chance to shine um, and show what they can do. And, and I think that's, like I said, I think it's what we need right now. Uh, agreed. Well, anyway, um, this is already longer than I thought it was going to be. Um, but we wanted to give you a, a post-game pod here because we're not going to – I mean, the, the tournament, the Golf Coast Showcase doesn't start for another uh, four or five days or something from now. So we're not going to be getting back to you on a pod until after that tournament is over with. Um, but we'll be sure to, you know, uh, get that out to you, you know, hopefully after three Ws. Um but anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight. Um, better luck in the future for the Eagles. Yep. Until next time.